RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Susan Lavender. The top stories. The DAB's Starry Lee clashes with Democratic Party's James Toe over alleged co-committee on the controversial extradition law. Labour groups take to the street to mark Labour Day. And in Japan, Naruhito ascends to the chrysanthemum throne. The chairwoman of LegCo's House Committee says it has the authority to stop the Democratic Party's James Toe from presiding over the Bills Committee on the controversial extradition law and put pro-establishment lawmaker Abraham Sheck in his place. The DAB's Starry Lee says such a move would be very conservative compared to bypassing or disbanding the Bills Committee. The pro-establishment camp is holding a meeting on Saturday to discuss the matter. Miss Lee says she's concerned there might be chaos in the Bills Committee if it didn't follow the guidelines set out by the House Committee. Mr Toe has already presided over two meetings without a chairman being elected. Miss Lee said such a move would be legal. The request is made under the rule of law and uh, because according to the rule of law, House Committee do have the power to decide how to handle a bill. Uh, we, of course, normally we will form Bills Committee or we uh, can collectively decide how we handle a bill. Also, we, according to the rules of procedures, we have the power to issue guidelines, and I cannot see why the Bills Committee uh, would not follow the guidelines made by the House Committee. But Mr Toe again hit out at the pro-establishment camp, warning of public anger should he be unseated. Because I have uh, fairly, uh, and working accord- according to the rules, uh, and fair to uh, everybody, not just uh, a particular fraction uh, of the political uh, fraction. Uh, so I have a confidence that the public will support uh, my handling of the meeting. And if anybody who unfairly or impartially unseat uh, my chairmanship, of course uh, it will create a, a, a even more angerness and row uh, among the people and the mistrust of the government and the pro-establishment legislator Uh, on the further uh, proceed of the Bills Committee. The government wants to change Hong Kong's extradition law to allow fugitives to be sent to jurisdictions with which it has no extradition agreement on a case-by-case basis. These include the mainland, Macau and Taiwan. Critics fear the move could result in activists being sent across the border for trial. Several groups have marked Labor Day by marching to government headquarters to demand better protection for workers. Aside from asking for better conditions like fewer working hours and 17 days statutory holidays for all, the groups also called for a quick end to the MPF offset mechanism, which currently allows employers to deduct their contributions from severance and long service payments. Anthony Lau from the Alliance for Universal Pension says the government's offer to subsidize businesses over 25 years in return for scrapping the mechanism isn't fair. They give a lot of money to the Islam people to subsidize the about $30 billion, but uh, there is none to the uh, labor. So uh, we think that is unfair and, uh, and we hope the government will leave their plan. 
Japan's new emperor, Naruhito, has formally ascended to the throne at a brief but symbolic ceremony at the Imperial Palace in Tokyo. In his first address to his people, Emperor Naruhito said he would do his utmost to serve them and to enhance peace everywhere in accordance with the Constitution. He also expressed gratitude for the 30-year reign of his father, Emperor Emeritus Akihito, who abdicated on Tuesday. The BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes has been looking at the history of the Japanese monarchy. A lot of it's mythology, you know, the idea that the Japanese royal family is descended directly from a sun goddess and that Jinmu was the first emperor way back two and a half thousand years ago. But we do know there is absolutely historical continuous record of Japanese emperors from around 500 AD. So this is at least historically a 1,500-year-old direct descent to Emperor Naruhito today. And that is the oldest monarchy in the world. The British monarchy can date back to the Norman conquest of England in 1066, but I don't think there's anybody else who comes close to the Japanese monarchy for a continuous, unbroken succession. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro has given a defiant television address after a day of mass protests against his rule. Sitting alongside military commanders, he saluted the loyalty of the armed forces. Mr. Maduro said he would emerge victorious in the face of the opposition campaign to force him to stand down. Hemos venido enfrentando diversas modalidades de agresión. We have been confronting different kinds of aggression different kinds of coup as never before seen in the history of Venezuela. It's driven by the evil obsession of the ultra-right opposition, by the Colombian oligarchy and by US imperialism. They're obsessed by the desire to overthrow the constitutional government of Venezuela. You're listening to RTHK. It's just gone five past one. Earlier in the day, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said President Maduro had already been ready to fly into exile in Cuba, but was dissuaded from leaving by Russia. U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton warned Mr. Maduro against using force against the opposition. All options remain on the table. I'm simply not going to be more specific to that. But recall that right at the beginning, three months ago, we said that it would be a big mistake for Maduro and those supporting him to use force against innocent civilians. We feel very strongly about it. We felt that way then. We feel that way now. The opposition leader, Juan Guaido, says he is Venezuela's legitimate president. He promised that the protests will continue today. Two people have been killed and at least four injured by a gunman at the University of North Carolina in the U.S. Staff and students on the campus in Charlotte were told to remain in safe locations while police responded. A 22-year-old history student was arrested. President Trump has agreed with two senior Democrats to spend over $2 trillion on improving the country's infrastructure. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi described it as a big and bold plan. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said they'd meet in three weeks for further discussions. We talked about a number of things we would do, obviously the roads and the bridges and the highways, but also a big emphasis on broadband, that every American home we believe needs broadband. So this was a very, very good start. Facebook has unveiled a new design with promises of improved security across its products and greater emphasis on e-commerce. Its founder and chief executive, Mark Zuckerberg, says the fifth generation of Facebook due later this year would be cleaner, faster and more secure. He promised his firm's two billion users they were improving privacy features across their platforms. Now we're working 
towards making end-to-end -end encryption and reduced permanence the default across all conversations. And when we do this across uh, both Messenger and WhatsApp, we're going to enable more than 2 billion people around the world to have their most personal conversations with each other privately without having to uh, worry about hackers, uh, governments, or, or even us being able to see what you're saying. A non-governmental organization in Zimbabwe has started exhuming the remains of people killed in a government massacre during the rule of former President Robert Mugabe. The killings in the 1980s claimed some 20,000 lives. They took place after Mr. Mugabe sent a North Korean-trained unit to Matabeleland and Midlands provinces to fight alleged dissidents. The Brazilian singer Betty Carvalho, known as the godmother of samba, has died in Rio de Janeiro. She was 72. The BBC's Candace Piet looks back at her career. Betty Carvalho's 1978 hit Vou Festejar shows all the elements that made her one of Brazil's greatest samba voices. This song, with its carnival swing, is essentially carioca from Rio, just like Berchi. It's all about celebrating a great music tradition. Throughout her career, which spanned 50 years, she did just that, celebrating and promoting the work of some of Rio de Janeiro's often ignored great samba musicians. And with her golden voice, she rightly earned for herself the name of the godmother of samba. Sport now, and Ajax have closed in on their first Champions League final for 23 years as Donny van der Beek's early goal beat Tottenham 1-0 in the first leg of their semi-final. Van der Beek's opener on 15 minutes was just reward for the Dutch side's half, first half dominance as Tottenham badly missed the injured Harry Kane and suspended Song Hern Min. Uh, Song will be back for the trip to Amsterdam next Wednesday and Spurs will hope the South Korean can repeat his double away to City in the last eight. But Ajax are in pole position for a final against Barcelona or Liverpool on June 1st in Madrid. And that's the news from RTHK. Cheers, Susan. Where were you? Here we go. James Ross. Now, James Ross is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of music. Back with the bang, literally. Thanks to Hugh, thanks to Danny, thanks to Backchat for the last hour. Uh, this is James Ross, and uh, I'm here with you with more music. Tell two.